Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the My Daddy's a Lawyer podcast, coming at you with episode two. I'm your host, Mark Lyles, here with my other host, Rylan Cox. What's up, what's up, what's up? And today we have a lot of very, very interesting stuff to talk about. I know you guys are really excited. I'm very titillated at the moment. I can feel it in my nipples. So let's just get ahead and get onto it. Got some, got some diamond cutters going? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's been a cold week. It's been rainy and moist outside, and I have ruined a few shirts. There's been some holes. So I think what we're going to start with today is current events like we always do. Um, so current events, there's been a lot going on there, in our country. In our country, yeah, there has been. I mean, the the red wave that these people are talking about, I don't really understand it. Did you go and vote? I didn't. You I didn't, didn't go and vote because I hate my country. You did not go and vote? No. I am a communist Nazi, and I didn't go and vote because uh, I am just not appreciative enough of of our democracy. I think that's what it is. I can't believe you did not go vote. Well, it's okay because I didn't go vote either. Uh, I forgot about the whole, you know, having to re-register in a new county and everything. Yeah, here's the problem with voting. It's just really hard because you have to get up from, like, your your bed or your seat or whatever. You've just been big chilling all day. You literally have to get up and go drive somewhere to wait in line to cast a vote for somebody yeah. that doesn't care about you. Yeah. Yeah. So. I could have, uh... You know, I I always hear about all these illegal illegal votes and people that don't have voter ID and aren't even registered to vote. So I mean, I guess I could have still gone and voted, but you know, I'm a I'm a conservative American mostly for the, for the most part. So you know, I like to play things by the rules. Yeah, I just hate the whole attitude of how people think you you really need to vote or else you're just a danger to democracy. I really I really don't appreciate that. But what we had. Uh, when were the elections? Tuesday, right? I believe Tuesday. 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 Two days ago. Wow. Two days ago already and our country is in flames. So what happened was Ted Cruz and Vito O'Rourke. Yeah, and what an interesting name. Interesting guy, interesting name. Robert. It's funny how that works. Robert O'Rourke. Yes, the esteemed Robert O'Rourke. Coming up short in a really, really surprisingly close election. Yeah, very kind of turned the state a little purple. A little bit, a little yeah. Bit purple, but, uh, purple, purple. So okay, I just want to go back to the uh, the voter law thing, having your ID to vote, and you know a lot of Democrats say you shouldn't have voter ID, you shouldn't have uh, you know a uh, picture license or something to go vote. How do you make it through life without having a license? You literally have to have a license or a photo ID for everything you do. How do you, I just don't understand it. I don't understand how that can be something that is even a question going to vote. I don't understand. Yeah, here's the problem with the dirty Democrats. They're ruining our country, and I think they are so communist that they would rather our country go up in flames than do anything positive at all whatsoever. And I think uh, it's just really, really a travesty, and we should be deporting not only illegal immigrants, but also Democrats at the same time. And that's totally my 100% <laughs> serious opinion. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm not going to take that opinion <laughs> for myself. Maybe illegal, Ill, 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 illegal aliens, but not Democrats, because they still are people, most of them at least, except for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I don't know about that one. She's not. She's a little rough around that. She's uh, a little bit rough. But uh, yeah, so a lot of, lot of angry upset Democrats and yeah I mean I understand the anger when we elected a guy to be our congressman for the next what a few years that's uh, technically the Zodiac killer so or Kevin Malone 
That's true, yeah, Kevin Malone. I, I remember seeing that video on Twitter. Did you see it? Where, yeah, the guy yeah, at, the, at the rally, at the speech, yeah. Ben didn't look very happy about that. He did not, he did he, not. He has a lot on his shoulders, being a congressman and also a serial killer at the same time. It's a lot to, it's a lot to bear, you know, it's just hard. So, yeah, My I can't dad. tell. He, he has to be the serial killer that has the, the least amount of personality out of all the For serial sure. killers that For have sure. ever existed. It, it really is, I mean, Going, going through this election, politics aside, Beto, I would definitely much rather sit down and have a full conversation with Beto than Ted Cruz. I feel like Ted Cruz would just be like a, I mean, a sack of potatoes talking to. Right. He almost looks like a sack of potatoes. He does. He looks like, what was it, like a, a blubber fish or something? Yeah. Yeah. A puffer fish. Uh, is that the one? Yeah, I don't even no, know. No, blobfish. Blobfish, yeah. We're both wrong. We are. Wow, what's new? Yeah. Yeah, Vito O'Rourke is just kind of like your friendly uncle that t- would take you out to the ball game and buy you a hot dog, you know? And Ted Cruz is like that person that would sneak into your house in the middle of the night and possibly murder you and your family, so. You know, I always thought uh, Ted Cruz, or not Ted Cruz, Vito, was just a uh, slightly better looking version of Napoleon Dynamite, but... Really? But in this movie of life, he did not win like Napoleon did. He needed a Pedro on his side. Yeah. Well, actually, wait, take that back. I guess Pedro was the one running for class president. Who even knows? It's been so long since that movie came out. What? I yeah. think what he needed was that time-traveling machine that you put on your... Uh, <laughs> am I allowed to use the, the T word? Your, your taint? Your testicles. Oh, testicles. Your testicles. Yeah, we're breaking the rules here. Breaking, you know, just pushing through glass ceilings. Yeah, that was pretty far. But I know there's a scene in that movie where Napoleon orders a time traveling machine. No, and you have to hook it up to your testicles, uh-huh. um, and it electrocutes you, and it doesn't send you back in time. Uncle Rico ordered it. Yeah. Because he needed to go back to high school. Oh, true. Yeah. And if he would have gone back to high school, maybe he could have, you know, got that D one offer. Yeah. He never would have turned in a video or work. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, election happened. Yeah. I don't really care about it. My I don't favorite, really care. My favorite thing was waking up on Wednesday morning and hopping on Twitter and reading these exactly. hundreds and hundreds of just angry tweets that, right. like, really, people, come on, has, has Trump really had that bad of an effect in your life? Like, how has your life changed since Trump has been elected? Yeah, I think it's just rough. Uh, the uptick of, of phobias regarding Oompa Loompas. <laughs> Ever since Donald Trump was elected president, it's really, actually, they've done studies. I can't pull up the studies because I don't know if they have done studies. But I would assume they've done studies on, on the uptick in, in yeah. phobias of Oompa Loompas. So For sure. It's just been really hard on a lot of For people. Sure. Yeah. And especially the scary part of it is Trump's, like, a large Oompa Loompa. He is. He's, He's a larger one. Some of the Oompa Loompas, you know, kind of creepy, but, like, they're friendly. You know, they yeah. dance around and sing songs. And he's just an angry Oompa Loompa yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's really a fright. But, you know, that's the thing about Oompa Loompa phobia is mental health. It's 2018. We got to take it seriously. You know, there's no stigma anymore. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I like I, Trump. I think he's doing, you know, I think he's doing a, a good job for the economy. Just not a people, not really much of a people person. Definitely not. I mean, you can argue how effective his policy has been. I wouldn't let him around my daughter. But <laughs> also at the same time, I don't really care much about his politics. You know, yeah. being a college student, I don't really pay taxes. <laughs> on anything except for my honey butter chicken biscuit. And I'll tell you why the sales tax in Texas is a little too high on my honey butter chicken biscuit. So whoever I can elect to get that fixed, that would be great. It definitely would not have been Beto. It probably would have gone up. Probably, yeah. yeah. I think Beto just, you know, he's a friendly guy, but 
he just would raise taxes on your on your honey butter chicken biscuit. Is it? How is friendly it, are you then? Is it Beto or Beto? I think it's technically pronounced Beto. 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 It's Spanish like, because he grew up in like a Spanish area. He grew up in El Paso. Yeah, he's from El Paso. Yeah. I love El Paso. El Paso. Wow. How cultural. Beto. I've heard it said a couple different ways. I still have. Beto is Beto. Beto for Texas. Because it's better than Texas. Oh! Uh, wow, when you have to explain it, it's not any good. <laughs> anyway, that's probably enough with current events. Probably. I probably. think it's already depressing enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so oh, take it away, Ryland. Homecoming, homecoming this last weekend. Right. I hope everybody went to the game. If you did not, you are not a true bear. Yeah. Because you could have seen us kick the crap out of... Kick... Kick... The C word. Yeah. That actually refers to another C word that I'm usually thinking of. Oh. But, uh... Kick the crap out of Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a real, a real good game. Yeah, I think the reason I just, uh, I just cringed at you a little bit is because I don't think we, maybe metaphorically, we kicked the crap out of them. I think we got outplayed the whole game until the very end when Charlie got put in. Ooh. Yeah, I think Charlie Brewer. Not only can he have my children, but also he's just really just kind of the heart and soul of the Baylor football team at he this is. point. He's the heart and soul of the program. Um, he's really just kind of, he's kind of just has the leadership and that it factor. He has, what is it, the gumption? You know, he's got that gumption. He's got the spark. The heart. The heart. heart. Exactly. That's the best term. When he got put in and the whole stadium erupted into applause and it was just chills down my back. Charlie. Charlie. Yes. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but, and then as soon as he gets in. Very first play, we have, what, an 80-yard touchdown? 75-yard touchdown run. Yeah, I turned to my friends after that touchdown run, which we really desperately needed. Down 10 points, 23-13 to 13 in the, what, the fourth quarter even, I think. Yeah. And we got a 75-yard touchdown run. Coincidentally, not a coincidence probably, when he first gets put into the game. And so the, we got the Charlie chant going, and then John Lovett takes it 75 yards to the house to put us back in the game. Yeah. And that really was what gave us the momentum to win. And I turned to my friends after, and I was like, you know, that was all Charlie Brewer. It was. I don't think you should give any credit whatsoever to the running back or the offensive line or the receivers blocking downfield in that play. Yeah. It really was Charlie Brewer. The rest of the team knows he's the heart and soul. The rest of the team knows they need him to win. You know, he was concussed all week. He barely practiced. And then he comes into the game. Barely practiced, he was hurt all week, and you know, really, I think the rest of the team responded very well, and he just put the team physically on his back. There. I mean, everything about the game was just amazing. There was only one bad part of the game. What was that? Who puts a homecoming game in the Big 12 at 11 a.m.? That's a great question. Who does that? Yeah, I think we're just not good enough as a program at this point to play Who games. Who does that? To play games oh my God. past 2.30 in the afternoon. Oh my so, God. Yeah. O- 11 a.m. <laughs> Personally, I, I, I didn't even make the start of the game. I, I didn't have any time to tailgate. That's what I was upset about. I, I had no time at all. Did you go to the parade? Okay, so I know homecoming at Baylor, speaking to your point, um, homecoming at Baylor is very, it's a very old and very important tradition. Mm-hmm. They claim to have created homecoming. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. But, you know, we can claim whatever we want. Um, we're about to school and in the end God is the judge of all things but here, here's the way that goes it's it's very hyped up it's very I, I don't want to say overplayed but everybody loves homecoming everybody acts like it's this big deal but then they make you wake up at what like 5 o'clock on a Saturday morning yes. 
after like a, a, a week where a lot of kids have tests. I had four tests last week. I wasn't waking up at five o'clock on, on a Saturday morning, you know, and then they have the game at 11. So they have the parade that goes all through yeah. the town for hours. And then they don't give you any time to tailgate. And they expect us to show up to the game and have all this heart and energy. Yeah. You know, there are some empty seats at the game. That's probably because we're yeah. not as good as we used to be, but also because oh. it was an early game. Yeah. Did you uh, did you go to the bonfire the night before? I did. The bonfire, I genuinely enjoyed the bonfire part. The rest of it that was not the bonfire was yeah. kind of false advertising. What did you think about those kids up on stage rapping that Hamilton song? I have very strong opinions about this, and I know, <laughs> yeah, I know you do too, because I've seen your Twitter lately. My Twitter, I, yeah. yeah. I, I like that tweet. I like that tweet. But anyway, um, yeah, so it was the Virtuoso Club or whatever, Baylor Virtuoso. Oso as in bear, like, that's oh, not used. That's, uh, that's way overused in this town. But anyway, um, yeah, so they got up there, and I didn't have a problem with it as much at the bonfire. At the bonfire, I was pissed off because I was just like, we, we got there, like, we struggled to get there. We drove 30 minutes around campus trying to find parking. <laughs> and then we had to walk all the way from Foster, like, even further from Foster to get to the bonfire. And it's crowded already. We sit on the side next to some porta potties. It was really bad. It smelled. There were people everywhere. It was loud. It was late at night when I wanted to just get some sleep after four tests in a row. And then what happened was, I want to see this, this dang bonfire because it's gonna be super lit. Get it? Because pun, pun. This is a pun-friendly podcast. Yeah, no pun control here. Uh, we're all anti-pun regulation. But anyway, what happened was at the bonfire, they just had these people go up and speak on stage about stuff that nobody cared about. Yeah. That was bad enough. You know, Bert Burleson gets up on stage. I don't care about that. He's cool. He's our boy Bert. He's the heart and soul of the school. But then that's fine. I can listen to Bert Burleson and try not to fall asleep. I can do that. I can give him that. But anyway. Then they had this, I thought it, we were getting close to the part where the bonfire would be lit. Yeah. And then Virtuoso gets up there, and I've never heard of them. Virtuoso, they were, I mean, what, what was it? Not gonna, not gonna waste my shot? I think that's what they were saying. Not I couldn't entirely tell shot. because we were really not far gonna away. Not waste my shot. The quality wasn't great. It was absolutely awful. And yeah. what made it even more awful is how into themselves they were. Yeah. I and mean, it was just, I mean, I'm all for you getting up there and uh -huh. going at it and going hard, but God, it's just bad. Yeah. It was just bad. So for those who are uninformed, Virtuoso is an acapella group. They're kind of like if you took all the kids from the past 10 years who got overly into the TV show Glee and then thought mm -hmm. they were talented and then got up on the stage and and their parents told them they were good, and nobody wanted to lie to them. And yeah. then they started a club. And so essentially that's what happened, that's the origin story. You can yeah. probably make a movie it's, about it at some point. It's but. definitely nothing like Andy from The Office and his, uh, his yeah. antics. Yeah. yeah. What, what are so the talented, the, uh, I mean, all I can remember... Here Comes Trouble. Here Comes Trouble, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, Here Comes Trouble. That's her? exactly what it was. Okay, no, yeah. you're right. they're, they're no Here Comes Trouble. Yeah, they probably, Bruce Rosa probably doesn't have a guy on the team that's nicknamed Boner Champ. No. <laughs> like the greatest nickname <laughs> or of all time. Yeah. Exactly. But anyway, yeah. yeah, so I didn't have a problem with it as much. I was just impatient and wanted the bonfire to start. Yeah. Bonfire part, super cool. It got tiring after probably about five to ten minutes. Like, <laughs> oh, it's a big fire. Like, that's, yeah. I, I was expecting more to be honest with yeah. you, but it was still cool. A really cool tradition. Uh, it got really hot because we were kind of close to it. I was sweating, sweating balls, but. Yeah, and then it was it was okay. You could tolerate virtuoso. It was also fine. It was alright. Right. Right. Yeah, and then but what happened was at the game at halftime. The <laughs> halftime show at a homecoming game, especially at a school like this where homecoming is such a big deal, yeah. such a big deal. Like it, it's really kind of the biggest event of the year for a lot of people. A lot of alumni mm -hmm. is homecoming. And mm -hmm. oh wait, I just want to say Oklahoma State's band played first, 
and they played a few so- few opening songs from uh, The Greatest Showman. You ever seen that movie? I haven't. It's a solid movie. Yeah, that's my favorite. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of musicals. Okay. But I got dragged to it. Yeah. By the 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 past lady friend. Right. But the the first song they played was really good, really yeah. good. And then we have to follow it up with. Yeah, virtuoso. The halftime show at a homecoming game is to appease the alumni that spend all that money and drive all that way to come here yes. for the game on and Saturday. Especially, especially alumni. Yeah. yeah, and amp up the team for the next. Exactly. Amp up so, the crowd for the next half. I was expecting a super. I stayed in my seat because I already got my my pretzel yeah. and everything. I was excited. I was ready for the halftime show because you got to support the band. They're really good yeah, at what they do. They are. So I was expecting a great show from the band. And to be fair, they did do a good show. The band part itself, they were good. They were, they did their thing. And then, I think Virtuoso, when I heard Virtuoso was going to be out there with them, I was very, sh- I was shocked and appalled, and I felt deceived and bamboozled at, at really every level uh, conceivable, and it was really just, I don't want to say, I mean, here's the thing about that, is it's a, it's a football game in, in Texas, this, in Central Texas, the heart of Texas, Waco, Texas, and... It's homecoming, and you're trying to get hyped. We were down. Were we down at halftime? I think we were actually tied, tied her up at halftime. Yeah, it was a close game, really close game. So we needed a good second half. We need to be hyped. We need the mm-hmm. fans to be hyped for the second half because it yeah. helps a lot. And these kids come out there and perform music from a musical yeah. about the founding of our country. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so when we're trying to get hyped for a football game, and there's an <laughs> acapella group out there dancing and singing about like the Bill of Rights, like, yeah. I, how am I supposed to get into the game? It just doesn't work. Yeah, really, like, I, I don't know if they're trying to get us to go out and vote because of midterms or what, like, but I, I mean, I would love to hear a motivational song or something, like, it wasn't, if they had been out there for just a few minutes and performed, like, a hype song, that would have been awesome, I would have been like, yeah, this is great, but they were just telling us about, like, civil liberties, and at one point they were, like, listing off civil liberties, I was just like, I, I don't understand, it was really... I think I actually cringed so hard that I had to go to the hospital and be treated, and I was in, for I had to stay overnight. herniated discs? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also my cringe face. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, aside from the halftime performance, the real hype song, the real hype song, fourth quarter, Mobamba comes on. Yeah. Stadium goes wild. Uh-huh. And they didn't even get to the best part. They didn't even, <laughs> they didn't even get to the chorus of the drama Mobamba. I mean, it was just... Mumbling and mumbling because yeah. nobody knows the words of the exactly. Story. Nobody needs to but know. Everybody's just getting into it. Exactly. I saw girls making out. Dude. Making out. Whoa. Yes, I did. Oh, are you serious? I wish I was. But okay. But yeah. girls making they out. out of the game. No, nonetheless, nonetheless, girls making out. Everyone's grinding on top of each other, just getting yeah. real down and dirty. Yeah, I think I actually saw uh, Brad Livingston himself, like with his shirt off, running around high fiving students. It was crazy. A great atmosphere. Obviously, they were playing the censored version at Baylor. Um, yeah. yeah, but no cussing allowed, but you are allowed to, you know, make out with girls and, you know, run around with your pants off. Yes. Yeah, it's a great time. Yeah. Always a great time. And then let's talk about that. Let's just finish up with a summary of the game. So Charlie Brewer comes in, and instantly we get a huge touchdown, which makes the score, I believe, 23-20 to 20, Oklahoma State. And then at that point... Charlie hadn't even thrown a pass. Like we, we had just got back in the game. The stadium was so hype, incredibly hype. Yeah. I haven't seen McLean this hype in a really long time since we were relevant. Five years. It's been a while. And so then what happens is Oklahoma State scores again. And then we go down again. And 
what happens is we drive down the field, Charlie's throwing passes, they're letting him throw, and he honestly looked a little rusty. I think it might have been because he didn't practice, you know, he was concussed last week, but he came in and he did what he needed to do for the team. And that's the thing about Charlie, he's just, he has so much heart and he's, he's all about the team. And it's just really admirable. And um, yeah, he throws two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, one to Jalen Hurd on a 36-yarder, where Jalen made a big play on the corner route. And then we had that touchdown, obviously, at the very end to Denzel Mims, who hadn't caught a pass all game. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was only like the second <laughs> pass they threw to him all game. And pretty amazing. Yeah. So we get up there with, I think it was seven seconds left on the clock, no timeouts. We get down to about the five yard line, and everybody's like, everybody, I was saying, like, spike it, spike it, let's go, spike it. Like, what are you guys oh, doing? No. We needed to spike it. It was, it was a first down, I think. And then, I don't know, Coach, Coach Rule, Matt Big Ball's Rule gets up there. And and he tells his quarterback. I think I saw in an interview after the game with Charlie. Charlie was like, "Yeah, I was expecting that to spike the ball call." And then I looked at the sideline. Coach Rule was telling me to run a play, and he was like, "Okay, let's do it. Let's win the game." And so, yeah, really, just a crazy moment. When I when I saw they weren't gonna spike the ball, I actually was I was, freaking I was excited, but a little bit. You know, I may have pooped <laughs> my pants a little bit. I may have had you know some some, some bowel movements, yeah. but uh, it was bowel movements that ended up not being in vain that day, and. Don't you just love it when you poop your pants and it's not a wasted effort? Yeah. After the game, it was probably one of the proudest moment for me was when everyone kind of got down, smushed down into the stands, got close to the field as they could, and it truly sounded like everybody at McLean knew the words to the good old Baylor line. Yeah. Which it's it's like the first time I've ever heard it sung that proudly. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we won before and I've stayed for the song, but that was the first time I've ever yeah. heard it. You know, I was... Oof. Clear words and just a lot of heart in that song this time. Definitely. Yeah, there's still that one line at the end that I have no idea what they're saying. And I can get all of it up to that point, and then it's a one line right before that good old Baylor or whatever yeah. like the end of it. I have no idea. Yeah, I've been trying to figure song. it out. I've been, you know, I've been reading my Bible because it's obviously in the Bible because we're about to school. Sure. I just can't find the verse, so I think that's what the problem is. Yeah. So let's go ahead and take it down to uh, next week. Next, yeah. Or this weekend. We're this weekend. Iowa State. Saturday morning. Probably. I don't probably. know if it'll be on national TV. We'll see. Ash. I don't know. Iowa State's pretty good. Iowa. Iowa. It'll at least be on, on TV in Waco and Iowa. Yes, it will. So, yeah, yeah. It'll be. Wow. It's going to be that. What's that dude? Preston Purdy? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Yeah. Freshman. I think a true okay. freshman quarterback. True freshman quarterback. A starter for Iowa State. Who they're on like a three or four game winning streak since they started him, and they beat they beat some good teams. They beat who do they beat? They beat Oklahoma State, West Virginia, in that huge upset. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday night a few weeks ago, and yeah. they beat Texas Tech too. So they beat three of the of the better teams in the Big Twelve. Yeah. yeah. Really, really, uh, really shocking and surprising from a team that normally you know rounds out the bottom two or three in the league. Yeah. So, what we want to do is, we don't really, we haven't done much research on the game, we don't know what the preview is looking like, but we wanted to take some time and go over the research we have done, do a little quick facts about Iowa State. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, one thing we're looking at, Iowa State, when it was actually purchased back in, what, 1880-something? It was the 1850s, actually. 1850s, Close to the time that Baylor was founded as a university. We still have that beat because we're super old. Yeah, we are. Just like all our traditions. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what? how much was that land bought for? Okay, so we did look it up, and the land, it was a farm, which makes sense, Iowa. Yeah. It was a farm that was purchased uh, for the land to start Iowa State University. It was purchased back in the day, in the 1850s, for about $5,300. 
which um, I think I checked my sources right on this one. Coincidentally, $5,300 is also the average annual income of alumni for Iowa State mm -hmm. University. Fascinating. Very uh, prestigious school, rigorous yeah. academically, for sure. And going off the Noble Alumni part, we also researched the Noble Alumni, too, and, you know, there's quite the list there. Yeah, and so we're just going to really quick read off the list of Notable Alumni from Iowa State University. So here we go. All right, what a list. Yeah, wow, a lot of talented amazing. people. Yeah, crazy. Just tons. Yeah, one more thing we're going to do for this game. We're going to read off the stats for the Baylor, the historic and the storied and intense, <coughs> intense Baylor-Iowa State football rivalry. Right. Two of the biggest blue blood programs in the country. Right. Yeah, these, yeah, these teams have been winning championships left and right for, for decades, it seems mm. like. So... Technically, Baylor is up on their all-time series 9-7 to seven in terms of wins. So we got them just barely beat. We have not played them very much. We really haven't, yeah. Largest margin of victory, 71-7 to seven Baylor in 2013. Was at that game, and I think we were up at halftime, like probably like 50-0 to, to zero or something. It was a, back in uh, when Baylor football was relevant. Yeah, what a time. But, you know, we were not too great. Our football team is not too great with the ladies then, so... That's true, but, like, you know, there's some things you just can't help, you know? Mm. You have to pay the cost to have a good football program sometimes, especially at a school like this. Ooh, that's rough right there. Yeah, that's some, that's some rough information. That is rough. But here we go. So here are the statistics. Uh, I have a list pulled up on winsipedia.com. So all-time record. Baylor at 51%. All-time win record. Iowa State 110th in the country in terms of programs with 45% win percentage, not very good. Conference championships, we outrank them 8-2. to two. Bowl games, we've made 10 more bowl games than they have. Wins all time, we've got a good 70 more wins than they do all time. Wow. Interesting, wow. yeah. We're a lot better. Yeah, honestly. Bowl record, we've got, this is a very staggering statistic. Baylor's actually 33rd in terms of bowl winning percentage in the country wow. out of every program. That's solid. Yeah. So 52% winning percentage, pretty good. Bowl games, you play harder opponents. Maybe not at Baylor, but, you know. Yeah. And then Iowa State, they've had, they're at a pretty pretty bad 31% winning percentage on their bowls. And they've only made 13, so wow. not a lot of bowl wins there. Probably can't even, you know, count it on two games. Is that like four yeah. bowl wins? Yeah. Anyway, we can't do math. We're not math majors. Yeah. Consensus All-Americans, Baylor was 16, Iowa State with four. So we're quadrupling them up. Heisman winners, you already know, Baylor's got that one, and then I would say it was zero, that's not surprising. Tied for 38th with probably so many other schools. NFL draft picks, we double them up. We have 236, good for 34th all-time. I would say it was 117. First round NFL draft picks. This one's really, really bad. 21 for Baylor and one for Iowa State. Still don't even know who it was. We had to, you know, it was so hard to find, we just we just gave up because it took us about 30 yeah. minutes to try and research. Still couldn't get it. Yeah, so there we go. Those are the stats on the historic Baylor-Iowa State football rivalry. So hoping for a good game this weekend. You know, we're hot. We're on fire. We won that one game. Homecoming game. Big morale boost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, John Mayers is really hype on the team right now. John Mayers, for sure. Freshman walk-on kicker John Mayers. <clears throat> probably, if you had to take Charlie Brewer out of the equation, probably the heart and soul of the team, John Mayers. For, for sure, sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, those chops. Those chops. Those chops. I mean, those chops. watch out for ESPN a couple years from now. You're going to be seeing the chops. You will see the chops. You will, for sure. Definitely. It's going to win us some games. Definitely. So, we're going to bring back one of the staple segments from the uh, first show. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. We're going to cut it down a little bit because we do realize it ran a little long first. Yeah, time. for sure. We're just we are agreements. bringing back the visiting team roster spelling bee. That was still a terrible name. 
We're working on the name. It's a work in progress still. I know I said that two weeks ago, but yeah. you know, it's still a work in progress. You know, ah. we're gonna find one one of these days. If one of you guys wants to, uh, one of you in the audience wants to suggest a name, that'd be great. Open for ideas. All right, all right. So I'm am gonna be the first, the first one, <clears throat> and then you're gonna go. It's gonna be first best out of five today. Best out of okay. five. Yeah, that's fair. Or you know, we're just gonna pick five names. Five for sure. names. For nice. surely. For surely. All right. Wow. All right, let me, I'm just gonna turn up the volume on this so you can hear it. Perfect. This is probably gonna be the, I think this is actually the hardest name on this list. Awesome. Ioma Uwazurike. <laughs> okay, so you're saying I have to spell it correctly. <laughs> you have to That's spell the, the last name. If you spell either name correctly, I will give it to you, first or last name. Okay, can I get a Ioma Uwazurike. Can I get a country of origin, please? Uh, I'll give you a continent of origin. Perfect. Africa. Africa. Awesome. Not really oh, actually, wait. I, I was, the name sounds like it's from Af It sounds like a pretty African name. But he's actually from Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. Perfect. Yes, we got that country of origin. Yes. What an interesting place. All right. He is a 6'6", 283-pound redshirt sophomore. Plays defensive end. Nice. You know, I just feel bad for him because imagine, you know, Raises, being raised in the streets of Detroit, Michigan, and trying to get out of there, you know, you got his football scholarship, that's great, and then you end up in Ames, Iowa. Ames, Oof. Iowa. Tough situation. Anyway, could you just say it one more time? Yes, we'll play it again. Iowa Uwazarike. 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 Ooh, I think I have a chance, actually. I'm pretty good at African names. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's see. Eola? Like Ebola without the B? Eola? Eola. 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 I'm gonna go with Eola. Is that an E or an I? Hmm. Let's go I. Oh, already probably missed it. I W O Y A is what it sounds like. I, I, I W O I O Y A. That is incorrect. Sir. I would imagine. Yeah. It is E Y I O M A. Eoma? E E O? Ioma? Ioma. 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 I did not get Ioma. Uwazurike was... Uwazurike? Uwazurike. U-W-A-Z-U-R-I-K-E. Oh, nice. I think I might have had a chance on that one. That is a tough name. All right. All right, here we go. So we're at that zero to zero score. We're doing great. Ooh. Ooh. This is a good one. There's no way we're going to get this one. All right. So, who we have here, we have Sam, obviously first name, not a challenge. Number 47, tight end, 6'3", 244, redshirt senior from Okanomowak, Wisconsin. So, you know, he was raised in a, in a town that was hard to spell with a, with a last name that was hard to spell, so he's had a hard life. <laughs> here we go, let's play it out. Nope, that's not playing. Here we go. Sam St. Buckner. Seen Bucker. Seen Buckner. Seen Bucker. Seen Buckner. Seen Buckner. Yep. I, I'm just going to go right out and go for it. Yeah. Seen Buckner. S C E N E B U C H E R. That was really bad. I'm not gonna lie really to you. Bad? You were really off. Really that was off. yeah, pretty terrible. Um, Sam Seen Buckner, S E O N B 
B-U-C-H-N-E-R. So oh, really from the start. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, this I get the first letter wrong like you did. The first letter <laughs> wrong? Did I actually get the first yeah, letter? Oh, I did. Oh, boy's a hard one. <laughs> English language is bad, you know. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Wow, that is just a tough name right there. <laughs> all right, this one might be funny when it says. I don't really know how to say it right now, but this is Dan. Dan. Dan, Dan. Smith, BYU. There you go, easy. <laughs> He is a defensive end, 6'3", 263 pounds. He's a redshirt freshman. It's always the big boys that are hard to spell. Though. It is. It always. Is. Cincinnati, Ohio. Oop. So let's go with this name real fast. Dan Sichterman. 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 Okay. Uh, Sichterman. I'm going to go ahead and guess there's a silent T in that name. Would I be ready? I don't know if I can tell you that. Okay. Okay, sure there is. There okay, is. let's just try Sichterman. Uh, S C H I T. No, I. S- <laughs> oh crap! Oh, I screwed this up. Wrong. Okay, that's wrong. Fair. Wrong. Wrong. S- Dan Sichterman. Sichterman. S I C H T E R. M-A-N. I thought that was easier than I thought. It okay. was easier than Dang I thought. Alright. I thought I was going to say like Shitterman or something. Yeah. I thought it was going to be funny. Okay, but... so the way this is going to work, I think, is the next person, next person that right. gets it wins. Yeah. Alright, let's see. Looking for a good one. We got... Oh, this one is <laughs> tough. Iowa native himself from Gilbert, Iowa. Mm. The town of Gilbert. Linebacker 6'1", 233, redshirt junior. Jared, I don't know how to pronounce... Jared Gescheidler. 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 We have a lot of like Schlichters and Scheidlers. Wow, there's a lot of those up there. Gescheidler. 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 Schleidler. Yep. No, Gescheidler. 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 Elephant. El sound. El sound. Yeah. Alright, Gescheidler. Can you play it again there? Jared Gescheidler. Gescheidler. Alright, I can't even say it right. G I S L E I D E R. Gislelder? No, that's not <laughs> it. Yeah, to nobody's surprise, Ryland has spelled Jared Gescheidler's name wrong. Wow, from Gilbert, Iowa. <laughs> I don't think this. <laughs> I just love how every week we do this. It's just. It's really, it's a huge hit to, to our morale. <laughs> yeah. My self-esteem really has never been lower. Alright, alright. Last name on the list. Okay. Winner take all from Mark. I'm going to try and find... Um, I already tried to spell that one. Alright. Mm-hmm. Alright. We should call this the crippling depression game. <laughs> that game. might be more accurate yeah. than the roster spelling game. <laughs> Alright, we have an offensive lineman, 6'4", 308 pounds. Jeez. As a redshirt freshman. Where's from he from? Jonestown, Ohio. Jonestown, Ohio. Jonestown, Ohio. Okay. First name is Jeff. Oh. Jeff. Uh, Jeff. Uh, My name Jeff. 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 Noje. 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 This one is so hard. Jeff this Noge. one is harder than like a long one. Because at least a long one you have a chance. Like Noje, how do, I have no <laughs> idea where to start even. Okay. Noje. 
So we're gonna give an homage to the Nose Brotherhood here because <laughs> that's just immediately what I thought of. So No J N O Big Z for the Nose Brotherhood <laughs> E. So we got Nose and then A for A. No. No, it's not Nose A. N O G A J. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. N O G A J. Okay. No J. No J. I think I I don't understand. I think this game is rigged. I this, think you, this did you game is like that four or something or, or it is like the hardest game ever. Yeah. But uh, you know, none of us were winners today, but you know who's gonna win this weekend? Who? Baylor. Oh Baylor hey, football. Uh, Sick and Bears, yeah. Sick and Bears. Sick and Bears, yeah. Sick and Bears. Alright. I think that uh kinda finishes us up for the day. For surely. I mean I know we cut it we made it a little shorter this time, maybe a little more uh Easier to, easier to listen to. Easier to digest, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. The first one went really long to our surprise. Yeah. But uh, another solid podcast. For surely, yeah. For sure. It was a fun time. Yeah. All right. It's all-